Good morning. This is the Daily Wrestling News for November 30th, 2020. I'm coming to you live from Minister Belltime Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. My name is Ryan Joy, and my co-host is the owner of ProWrestlingPick'em.com, where you can play against the your friends or play against the universe. He is the host of the Essential Wrestling Podcast that will be celebrating 30 episodes tomorrow night. He is the first ever guest host and the first ever repeating guest host on the Daily Wrestling News <laughs> Show. He lives in New Jersey, which is a land far, far away from North Carolina. He is Al Carl. Hey, Brian. How's everything going today? I guess uh, because of the calendar, yeah, I guess I'm the first ever repeat host. Why not? Monday's my day. It just so happens it's the, the second Monday on the, there on the show. Go. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, Survivor Series is in the book. Thanksgiving is in the books. As far as I'm concerned, November is over. Let's move on. Uh, yep. How was your Thanksgiving? It was, it was a lot of fun. We actually, uh, due to the pandemic and, and the rising numbers up here in Jersey, we actually, uh, my wife and I actually hosted it ourselves. Uh, we had our parents over. Unfortunately, my sister and my brother, they had to, they had to stay home. Uh, but I had my parents over. I cooked my first turkey. Uh, you know, I, I followed all the instructions. You know, I washed it with soap and warm water uh, before I put it, you know, six hours in the microwave. It, it, it came out great. So uh, we were happy with, uh, with our Thanksgiving. A lot of full bellies. So I how was yours? On, uh, down, down here in Florida, I purchased the turkey and my father-in-law cooked it, which was nice. the right recipe, I think. So nice. There you go. That's it's, it's tricky. That microwave, you got to, you know, time it just perfect. You know? Just right. Yeah. So uh, today's show, we are uh, we're going to start by responding to some internet memes, and then we have this week's lineup of wrestling. We have the news. Of course, we will we'll end the show with morning show trivia. Uh, pay the bills and get out of here in thirty minutes. So. All right. Uh, if you, Al, are ready and you have your tools for success, we'll get this show on the road. All right, as I said, we are, uh, we're going to start with responding to some internet memes. Uh, like everybody in the world, I rolled over, looked at Facebook first thing, and saw that a meme that said, who was the WWF champion when you were born? And... I was pretty sure I knew the answer, but I did look it up just to just to be sure. I was born in a very specific and very special time. Mr. Bob Backlund held the WWF Championship for 2,100 days before losing the championship to the Iron Sheik. Sheik held the title for 28 days before dropping the title to Hulk Hogan, who held the title for 1,500 days. I was born during the 28-day reign of the Iron Sheik. Really? Not something a lot of wrestling fans can say. Wow, that that's that's pretty impressive. Like I said, you asked me this question. Um, I took a stab. I figured I was in the that Bob Backlund reign, and I was correct. But wow, that that's small. I, first of all, I guess I didn't realize that Sheik was champ for that little. I thought he had it for like a year or two. I thought he had it for a while. Well, and, and interestingly, I was a late baby. Okay. So, so if I if I had come on time or anywhere close to time, my poor mother, um, <laughs> I would have been in the Backlund Backlund age. Yeah. Wow. There you have it. So, Al, I know we do trivia at trivia at the end of the show, but Hulk Hogan was the last person to have a WWF slash WWE championship for run for more than a thousand days. Do you know who has had the longest since Hogan? Uh, okay. So uh, my, my guess, uh, just knee-jerk reactions at the same time, my knee-jerk guess, because I know AJ Styles broke JBL SmackDown record. 
Uh, I know we had it for over a year, so my guess would be AJ Styles. It's CM Punk, the guy everybody's clamoring to make the return. Uh, so there you have it. Yep, there you go. I think it was 434 days. All right, so there you go. I'm 0 for 1 going in. That was my warm-up match. Didn't, uh, my warm-up question didn't get it. So. <laughs> yep, yeah, but, but when we get to trivia, you are going to be fully warmed up. Yeah, that's it. Scratched, uh, whatever. So, <laughs> uh, so you're, you're going to be ready for trivia at the end of the show. I'm ready. That's Until it. You're exercised. All right, so let's, let's dive into this week's lineup. Tonight on Monday Night Raw, we have Randy Orton on a moment of bliss, which I'm sure will go well. Uh, <laughs> Riddle versus Keith Lee and AJ Styles with the winner facing Drew McIntyre. Uh, any early any early thoughts on that one? Yeah, unfortunately, this thing's got Styles written all over it. I was hoping, like I said, I have an article coming out today with uh, my WrestleMania, my way too early WrestleMania card. Um, and it was it wasn't even a second thought that it would be Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. You know, they had the Drew's run has been great as a babyface. People love him. Um, AJ is the best guy in the world, you know, arguably. So you know, it would just make sense to put them together on the biggest stage. But I guess if they're going to pull the trigger on it now for TLC, I don't, I, I don't know. So I, I would, I would hope that keep that to WrestleMania. It doesn't seem like it's happening. So my pick was AJ. Uh, my pick was Keith Lee uh, last week on the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Just to, you know, I think that would be a fun face for his face. They never had a winner um, in their little skirmish. Uh, about a month or so ago, or whatever, whatever it was, when Keith Lee was originally called up, and he got in the middle of the McIntyre Randy Orton feud. Um, so I think we, you know, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lee, your options with Lee and Riddle both would face their space. Um, so Styles yeah. kind of seems like the yeah. person who would get programmed. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, probably, likely a TLC match or. Uh, of some sort of gimmick match of some kind. Yeah, and that's the thing. Keith Lee climbing a ladder. I that's another thing. I just yeah, I know. You, you this the not, unfortunately. You go right back to the jokes at Money in the Bank, like where Otis steps on the wrong and the ladder. Yep. Yeah, ladder breaks. Yeah, that, that kind of. Or he could go Big Show. Big Show had his own specific ladder for the Money in the Bank ladder <laughs> match. So it's that, that huge gold one that he had. There you so go. So Keith Lee can find that uh, in the old uh, in the the storage yeah. uh, storage closet. Yeah, I, on Impact on Tuesday, we have Triple XL on the subject of big men yeah. uh, facing the Motor City Machine Guns. Rohit Raju faces Crazy Steve uh, in an X Division Championship defense. Uh, I'm, I know you're pulling for Rohit Raju in, in this match, but I know you like Crazy Steve too. So I know this, this is this is going to be awesome. I was <laughs> shocked that, that uh, it was Crazy Steve under that suicide mask. Again, this is the second week in a row. Like they're letting Crazy Steve wrestle, and he is really good. So um, I'm real, I'm excited for this. Like I said, just for uh, the historic nature that I want this X Division title run uh, to be on, I, I would pick Rohit, but I, I'm not going to complain at all uh, if Crazy Steve is the one to get it done. Yeah, uh, tune into the Essential Wrestling Podcast where. Where Al will update us on Rohit Raju's uh, historic run as he chases San Martino. Yeah, they, 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 that really is the basis of the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> is Rohit Raju's X Division Championship? He's chasing John Cena on his open challenges, uh, so that puts him at four. He's chasing John Cena's ten. So there you go. He's almost, he's almost halfway there. 
Also on impact, uh, Renee Michelle, Killer Kelly faced Jordan Grace and Jazz in the opening round of the Knockouts Tag Team Tournament. Chris Bay has a match with Willie Mack. Uh, and then in the other channel, the YouTube, AEW Dark's running 17 matches, including a number of women's matches. Uh, and Shanna is making her long-awaited return from um, – she is from Portugal. She'll be facing Tessa or Tesha Price. So fully stacked AEW Dark show. Um, and then on Wednesday – we have a, a full lineup of wrestling. MLW continues their Opera Cup with AAA Cruiserweight Champion Laredo Kid facing ACH in the opening round. On NXT, we have a War Games Advantage match between Shotzi Blackheart and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, and on Dynamite, we have a huge, huge show uh, that they're branding Winter is Coming. And we are going to have a special uh, breakdown of that event tomorrow. Tomorrow's Daily Wrestling News show, we will have an AE. W enthusiast on the show tomorrow. So we'll be talking about that in, in detail. But for completeness sake, Kenny Omega will face John Moxley for the AEW World Championship. Yeah. Frankie Kazarian will face Chris Jericho. Darby Allen and Cody will face Will Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Britt Baker versus Layla Hirsch. And Al, who do you think walks out with the Dynamite Diamond Ring? I see it's it's weird because I, I don't know. I honestly don't. But the one person that's been sticking out lately to me, uh, specifically with social media, has been Matt Hardy. Um, he has been very – and I think he had a promo last week on Dynamite 2. He's been very um, self-appreciative that everybody should be thanking him. It seems like they're, go they're taking Matt in a new direction. Um, in a heel direction, and everybody should thank him. And, you know, the, the – uh, what are the, the private party? You know, they should be, you know, thanking him and, and appreciate for all the help that, you know, he's given private party. And it's this, so uh, just knee jerk reaction, not really looking too deep into it. Matt Hardy's been sticking out right now. Um, so I'm, I, I think my, my initial pick would be him. Yeah, I think Matt Hardy's a, a good choice. Uh, I will mention MJF is in the match again. Yeah. He's in the advertised. Promo. I'm not sure if he'll have to give up his diamond ring, but that's how he wins most of his matches, as we discussed in the yeah. election. So, um, so that that should be an interesting. AEW does a really good job with battle royals, I think. So, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm actually do a lot in particular. What's that? Yeah, they do them a lot. So, uh, yeah, they're getting they're getting pretty good, you know, good with it. They they like the uh, the battle royal, and then the, like I said, the the casino matches, right? The yes, they're yeah. big on the countdown buzzer. Um, on Thursday, uh, no rest for the wicked. We don't take days off in the world of wrestling. We have NXT UK, Joe Coffey facing Alexander Wolf, The Hunt facing Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews in a, a match that has been months and months and months in the making. Yep. Um, but the most important thing on last week's NXT UK was the announcement of the Supernova 11 sessions. That should be fun. We we don't know that it's going to happen this week, but we know it's coming soon. Uh, Al, who do you think the first guest should be? Uh, he's probably going to interview. There's only one guest that could be, and, and that's himself. Like he's going to yeah. do something with himself. That's just really right. <laughs> one of those. One of those. So Supernova Eleven. Who do you think should face Walter next? Yeah. Well, Supernova Eleven. I think it should. Yeah. Be. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be, uh, he's the only one person it can be. 
Uh, on Friday night, we have uh, SmackDown. The a match that's been announced so far is King Corbin versus Murphy Two. Um, I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking that the new faction name should be Murphy and the Mysterio Bandits. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, I'm in on that. I, I was just. I'm. I'm just. You know. Uh, Substituting Murphy's last name to his first name, and I'm just calling him Murphy Mysterio now. I'm assuming mm. he's going to take uh, their last name with uh, him and Aaliyah tie the knot, whatever that wedding is. It was uh, it was probably the, the least clean face victory I've seen in uh, know, probably a week or so. <laughs> but nobody feels bad for King Corbin, so that's okay. Well, that's what it is. Everyone exactly. Yep. And the show we'll be talking spending a lot of time on um, next Monday will be our breakdown of NXT War Games, which is coming up on Sunday. Um, Cameron Grimes versus Dexter, Dexter Loomis in a strap match. Undisputed Era versus Team McAfee in the War Games match. Of course, we know Pete Dunne secured the advantage for Team McAfee. Leon Ruff defends the NXT North American Championship against Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. And we have Team Shotzi versus Team Candice. Team Candice is completely set. We know who's going to be on that team. Yep. Um, Al, we got a note here. Too early for WrestleMania predictions. Yeah, and that is exactly. It's my way too early WrestleMania prediction card. There you go. It, it may be too early, but, you know, we'll make them anyway. Yeah, we're only 17 weeks away. So it's not, I mean, we're less than 20. So I, that's. It may be too early to predict the winners, but it's never too early to predict the uh yeah have you know. some fun with it just have some fun you know play booker not booker I think survivor, survivor series really kicks off the road to well, that, for me it does exactly yeah it did for rhea ripley last year too sure did sure did um back on uh takeover war games team candace fully fleshed out we had the tony storm heel turn which was a shock to everybody i think yeah. uh dakota kai raquel gonzalez Candice LeRae, that's a force to be reckoned with. Shotzi Blackheart, we just know it's her and Ember Moon. Yep. Um, who do you think is going to fill out that team? Yeah, you know, with, with Tony, with Tony. Uh, see, my original prediction was I had Tony Storm and I had Zia Lee uh, on that face team with Shotzi uh, a couple of weeks back, but now you know, Tony with the heel turn, and now Zia Lee's got her own problems. Uh, you know, she's going to have to compete in Mortal Kombat. It looks like it's it's pretty intense. What's going on with her and Boa? But uh, it, it just seems like after last week, or is it th- no? It was this week, or uh, well, last week's episode, the, the the previous episode, where they jumped uh, Rhea Ripley in the ring, and then they 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 came out with a drag uh, with a limp uh, Io Shirai. Um, you got you get the feeling it's going to be those two, and that's just wow. Yeah, that's a team. It's it's, yeah. hard, it's almost hard to look at Shotzi Blackheart as the figurehead of the team. Exactly. That group of people backing her, but for me, uh, when I attended War Games live last year, Io Shirai doing a moonsault off of that cage is something I have. I is it is etched in my my mind as one of the, the coolest things I ever saw live. So yeah, um, you know, I'm all for Io getting back in that match. Yeah, so Io, I guess that was your uh, your Jimmy Snooker moment if you were Mick Foley then, huh? Yes, I I hope to be able to still walk when I'm McFoley's age. But I I have not jumped, I did not run home and jump off a house. Although if there was a moment when I was going to, it would have been after watching that. Um, not to be outdone, New Japan Pro Wrestling has five events left in the uh, World Tag League and Best of the Super Juniors tournaments. 
They go Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the final are a week from Friday. Right now, uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Toru Yano, uh, they took the lead this morning and now have a 5-2 and two record in the World Tag League. Um, that, they're on top. There are six teams trailing them with four and three records, though, so pretty much anything can <laughs> anybody can win that thing, yeah. with the exception of a few teams. Uh, on the Super Junior side, Ishimori, uh, Taiji Ishimori, the current champion, uh, and Hiromu Takahashi, they lead with five and one records. Of course, Hiromu has the first night win over Ishimori, so he's technically the top, top guy. Um, Wado, Master Wado, Desperado, and Sho are trailing with four and two records. So really, that you know, there's about five people that have a chance of winning that. So uh, that's that for the week's lineup, which then means we are going to get into some news. Al, are you ready for news? Yeah, I'm ready to find out what's going on in the news. Well, for, for that, you need this. When you hear that sound and see that lovely intro, that means we're going to talk about the news now. Yeah. I, I felt like I, I felt like I just got uh, I found one of the golden tickets in one of Willy Wonka chocolate bar right there, and that was the music playing as I held the ticket. Uh, well, the back half of the news is going to feel like that. You know, yeah, we've got well, some really cool things happening in the news, um, but the front half is a little bit uh, more of a downer. Um, so we'll get into some health issues in the world of the wrestling community, and then we'll. we'll back off and, and talk about some more interesting and fun uh, fun things. So according to PW Insider and uh, F4W Online, Ethan Page of the North has uh, come into contact with somebody who had COVID-19 as a result, has pulled himself from all events for the remainder of 2020. Uh, PW Insider also reporting that Ethan Page has fulfilled all commitments to Impact Wrestling. His contract is up at the end of December. I have no comment or knowledge of the status of Josh Alexander, but what did, what what could happen with Ethan Page finishing up with Impact? I mean, the North, where, where would they go? Probably AEW, yeah. right? <laughs> the I, I, I saw the article uh, that Ethan Page, uh, they, they finished filming everything for Impact for the rest of the year, and they, apparently they filmed multiple endings, too, in case um, any storylines involving specifically Ethan Page um, had to be changed or whatever because he's leaving. But I, I feel like that... He's, he's going to get offered a ton of money no matter where he goes. I think Ethan Page is really good. I think the North is really good. I think Impact should throw a lot of money to keep him and keep that tag division where it is right now. But I can see Hunter throwing some money at him. You know, obviously AEW, I mean, they're, they they sign everybody and anybody. They got like a 90-man roster right now. So um, I, I, I think Ethan Page should stay. If not, I think NXT would welcome him. I think that would be a good fit for him. Uh, maybe eventually get Josh Alexander down the line and reform the North um, yeah. in NXT. But that's, you know, I, I, I think they would pay him a lot of money. Uh, I think he's going to get paid. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think, the, I think the North, if Impact has the means to keep the North, I think that is a, a really strong spot on their roster. They have many strong spots, but that one in particular is very, very solid. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of stuff outside that might conflict with – NXT contracts, um, you know, I, he owns his own promotion and things like that. So it might be hard for him to end up in WWE without diversifying. Um, yeah. Or di I'm divesting is the right word. Um, but in any case, 
uh, best wishes to Ethan Page. Hope he stays healthy and um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'll have a contract. So yeah, more, more, yeah, more importantly, get well soon. Yeah, the contract will be there from somebody. Yeah. Now. We are going to see Ethan Page again, and just yeah, get well soon first. Enjoy, you know, get ready for Christmas. Now I understand from uh, the the Lord our God Dave Meltzer that Braun Strowman suffered a knee injury, which is what led to his storyline issues on last week's Raw. Uh, according to Meltzer, Strowman was planned to be McIntyre, McIntyre's opponent at TLC, um, but that looks to be in jeopardy at this point. So best wishes to Strowman with his injury, hopefully a fast recovery. Um, if Strowman's not the, the TLC guy, which we could still see happening, you know, yeah. injury aside, um, does Strowman get a title match down the line? February elimination chamber or something like that. Yeah, possibly. You know, there's, there's, he's he's one of the few guys that are left for Drew McIntyre to uh, to put on his belt. You know, the notch on the proverbial belt, I guess. You know, there's only, there's only so many guys. He's, he's he's run through a couple. Yeah. So uh, you know, Strowman, you know, Styles, Keith Lee. It's there's there's a list there. Yeah. Um, Devon Dudley apparently dealing with some health issues. I uh, don't have a lot of details about that, but wishing him the best. Um, Dwayne Gill, better known as Gilberg, he has suffered a heart attack recently, and there was a GoFundMe uh, for that. So uh, best wishes to both Devon and Dwayne Gill. Hopefully they recover and um, get back to doing what they do, whether that's uh, – I believe Gilberg is uh, officially retired at this point. Devon is still doing uh, agent duty for WWE. Yeah, I believe Gilbert, uh, maybe like a year or two ago, he wrestled his last match against James Ellsworth. And I think that is just like the, that was supposed like the legendary jobber match of all time, uh, you know, yeah. between Ellsworth and, and Gilbert. And I guess the official passing of the torch, Ellsworth. I don't know if Ellsworth's still wrestling, but. Ellsworth is from, uh, you know, when I, when I used to live in Maryland before I moved to Florida a couple months ago, Ellsworth was right down the street in Maryland from me. Really? So. Yeah, uh, he still. Uh, last I last I knew, he was still occasionally popping up on the promotions around, around town. So, uh, best wishes to James Ellsworth too. We need some sweet music in our life. <laughs> or yeah, Chen. Okay, so uh, the 1986 film Body Slam, the movie, is going to be released on DVD. Um, Al, we talked about this about this before the show. Neither one of us has ever seen it, but it's got wrestling notables like Roddy Piper, the kid, Banner. I understand there are a number of cameos, people like Ric Flair and others. So, uh, not seen the film. Looking forward to checking it out sometime in 2021 when the DVD is available. Yeah, I'll definitely try to check it out. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I never knew it existed. I just thought it was uh, No Holds Barred and uh, whatever that Triple K, uh, the, the Ready to Rumble movie. That was it. That's what I thought there was only two wrestling movies out there. Thunder in Paradise, you know, Hogan as a Nandy, you know, all those things. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Nandy, can't forget the Nandy, yeah. Well, one thing we always cover in the news section is what's going on in the world of Dwayne The Rock Johnson news, and he has a new book. It's called Dwayne The Rock Johnson, The People's Champion from WWE to Hollywood, and you can purchase the book worldwide in Kindle ebook form. The press release ended with this quote. If you're a fan of the jabroni-beating, pie-eating, trailblazing, eyebrow-raiser, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the people's champion, has gotten covered if you smell what The Rock is cooking. Um, just goes to show you and prove to you that there is absolutely nothing The Rock can do that we won't consume. So, Al, are you going to be reading the book? I'm not going to read the book, but I'm probably – I'm not a big book guy. But they uh, – I'm going to watch the show. I know his show uh, – they showed the uh... – 
a first, I guess, clip um, on the internet of his show uh, Raising Rock or whatever it's going to be called, you know, The Rock's Childhood uh, with his father. So I'll watch that. I mean, that sounds like that's going to be a lot of fun. I think that uh, the Rock is going to have. We're going to be well covered in Rock-related historical content. He's got the television show we talked about on uh, last week, and now we've got this book. Um, no shortage of Rock uh, media for you for us to consume. Yeah, and right. Also, yeah. also in Rock news, sort of. Uh, Rogers Communication issued an update on the status of the Toronto Sky Dome. Yep. Prior to the pandemic, they were exploring options for the stadium, but through this year, their primary focus has been on keeping customers connected and employees safe, so there's no update on Rogers Center to share at this time. This came after reports that Rogers was seeking to demolish the venue. The venue is, of course, notable to wrestling fans as the home of WrestleMania 6, Hogan versus Warrior, and WrestleMania 18, Hogan versus The Rock. Yep. So, uh, gosh. Never thought of the, the day would come where the Sky Dome would be. Really yeah, I know. Is nothing sacred, right? Is nothing sacred. Right, right. Um, and that's all I have for news today. So, Al, the main question is, are you sitting comfortably and ready for trivia? No, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat for this one. I'm, not, this, I'm more nervous about the layup question than I am about the other four. <laughs> so I, I feel like this is – Yeah, and I have I'm to roll. running out of easy layup questions, so this one might be a little bit – yeah, I, I feel like you have a tendency. If I should try to make harder layups for you, because I think that you'll get them. So yeah, <laughs> what's, what's easy to me may not be uh, easy to others. So uh, with that, let me go ahead and play our little trivia intro. Okay, we are playing with standard rules. Five questions. A simple majority correct gets you Al the W. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar Award. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. I do want to bring people up to date on where we stand with the score. Here you have Al Carl. He is three for five with one Goldberg Oscar Award. Uh, John Akani behind him. John Smith, he did a guest trivia on the Essential Wrestling Podcast last week. He went four for five. Our guest hosts are four for five. So, Al, you need to uh, you need to get on the board here and get some more yep. questions right. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that whole bronze. I don't like the whole bronze thing. So I want some silver. Definitely want some gold. So let's do this. All right. So uh, you'll get the topic, the theme, after you answer the first question. Uh, WWE fans refer to Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series as the Big Four. Of course, WWE runs pay-per-view every month nowadays, but that wasn't the case in 1991. In that year, WWE did run a fifth pay-per-view show. Yes. What was that show? So it was 1991. Uh, I do believe they had the rematch of The Undertaker and Hulk Hogan for the WWF Championship at this Tuesday in Texas. This Tuesday in Texas took place at the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio before a live crowd of about 8,000 people and a pay-per-view audience of around 100,000 people. So today's topic is this Tuesday in Texas. Congratulations, Al. You are one for one. Wow. Okay. All right. The main event of this Tuesday in Texas was a WWF championship match between the new WWF champion, The Undertaker, and the challenger, Hulk Hogan. To ensure a fair fight, though, this WWE official, sorry, WWF official, sat ringside for the match. No multiple choice. Wait, 
I'm sorry, the, the, the official, this one was at ringside? Yes. Oh, I don't remember there being an enforcer. I, I damn. Uh, office person. Oh, was it? Oh, I, didn't, I, I guess the, the only thing I could think of that would, because I know Flair slid the chair in, and that's what Undertaker dropped Hogan on to win the title. Um, in order to, I would say Jack Tunney had to be you know, the only person of authority that would be the person at ringside. You are correct. Jack Tunney's not ringside, but he was taken out during the match and missed a lot of illegal action. Hogan would win the match with a roll-up, but unsatisfied with the outcome, Tunney would later strip Hulk of the WWF Championship. The new champion would be decided in the 1992 Royal Rumble, which, of course, Ric Flair won with a tear in his eye. <laughs> Still the greatest promo of all time is when Flair won the title. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Randy Savage would defeat Jake Roberts on the undercard, but Roberts hit Savage with three DDTs post-match. He also slapped Miss Elizabeth. This, of course, led to more issues between Savage and Roberts. At one point in early 1992, Jake Roberts stood in the gorilla position, waiting for Savage and Elizabeth to come back through the curtain. Yep. When Elizabeth came through the curtain, this man prevented Roberts from striking. Yes. Who is this man? Uh, it was The Undertaker. The Undertaker stopped Jake Roberts, which was a face turn for the dead man, yep. but also led to the WrestleMania 8 match between Jake and The Undertaker. It was match number two in The Undertaker's historic WrestleMania streak. Al Carl, you have already secured the Goldberg Oscar Award. You are three for three, heading into the final two questions. How are you feeling? I, I'm feeling good right now, so that layup question is scary. <laughs> Nobody in the history of the show, and I know we're only talking about three yeah. shows. But nobody in the history of the show has gone five for five. Let's see if you're the first person to do that. All if right. you are, I should come up with a new award. But uh, back on this Tuesday in Texas event, the British Bulldog defeated this man with crucifix pin. We have multiple choice. Is it A, Ric Flair, B, the Berserker, C, the Warlord, or D, Roddy Piper? You know, uh, I, I'm going to go with the Warlord. He had the feud with the Warlord going, I think, at the 91 Survivor Series. Um, I think it was Team Piper. They were both uh, – I mean, Bulldog was on Team Piper, and I know the Warlord was on Team Flair. So I will, I will go with the Warlord. And you would be correct. Yeah, all right. Four for four headed into the layup question. Admittedly, this is not much of a layup question. Um, I think it's more designed for an Al Carl-style question. We'll see <laughs> what happens. Um, it's it's a layup to me because I, I remember this, this very vividly, but let's yeah. see how you do uh, Bret Hart won the opening contest with a successful defense of the Intercontinental Championship against Skinner. Hart would hold the IC strap for 143 days before he lost the belt to the Mountie. Yes. At a WWF live event. Yes. Canadian lawman's reign would last just two days, though, because he lost the title to this man at Royal Rumble in 1992. Do you need multiple choice? No, I do not, because Roddy Piper became the first person in WWF history uh, by challenging the Mountie for that title and then being in the Royal Rumble challenging for the WWF Championship. So he challenged for the first time ever, the first time ever, uh, challenged the two belts in one day. In yes, one of I, I remember the exchange between Heenan and Gorilla well, where Heenan said he could blow two titles in one night. Oh, well. yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Roddy Piper captured the Intercontinental Championship at Royal Rumble and would hold the title for 76 days before losing the belt back to Bret Hart at WrestleMania 8. Al, 5-4-5. You have given people on this show something to strive for. There you go. There's the bar. I'm not just – I don't raise the bar. I am the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hang on. We need to to give you your Goldberg Oscar. There you have it. Well, folks, that's pretty much it. We're going to pay some bills and get, get out of here. Um, I want to remind people we had Tony T on the show last week talking about Jingle Brawl coming up on December 19th. Uh, you can go live at the Daytona Beach Ocean Center in Daytona, Florida, or you can watch live on Fight TV for $9.99. That's December 19th. Uh, Gang Grell's match was announced this morning, so he will be in action. And then tonight... Uh, Join the Eastern Observer for a triple header as we cover the St. John's Red Storm as they travel to Bubbleville at Mohegan Sun to face Boston College. We'll have all the coverage starting at 5.30 on Twitter. And then 8 p.m., the Primetime Rundown interview series is back as Ian Schreier sits down with the aforementioned Red Storm's Assistant Director of Athletic Communications, Victoria Lanza. That can be seen right here on the Eastern Observer, I-95 Sports Network, Zingo Channel 198. But the night concludes with our coverage of Kevin Willard's Seton Hall Pirates welcoming his former boss, Rick Pitino, and the Iona Gales. Coverage will begin at 9 p.m. Eastern. For more information, go to theeasternobserver.com. And then tomorrow night, join us for the Essential Wrestling Podcast starting at 6 p.m. with myself. And our esteemed co-host here will be leading the proceedings. That'll be Al Carl on the Eastern Observer, I-95 Sports Network, Zingo Channel 198, Minutes to Bell Time, Facebook. Any, any place you're watching this show, you'll be able to see that show. Um, Al, any, uh, any spoilers to release for the show? No, uh, I just know uh, the big topics we've got. Winter is coming. We're going to make our picks for that. Uh, War Games this weekend, we're going to make our picks for that. So we're going to be picking two uh, shows for, uh, for ProWrestlingPick'em.com for our standings. Uh, if you want to play against us, definitely go to uh, ProWrestlingPick'em.com and join the East, uh, the Essential Wrestling Podcast pool. Uh, play against myself, Ryan, uh, John Smith, John DeCani, uh Gary Mahefi chimes in every once in a while. Tyler's in the mix as well. Um, so we have a, you know, it's a fun group. It's a fun day. Uh, I can tell you right now, I know the biggest uh, event from last week that we're going to leave the show with, uh, the swing man is a free man. So. Uh, party of swingers, Daddy. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna party. We're gonna celebrate the swing man. In that pro wrestling pick'em league, I am a couple of points behind Al, and I am I am determined, bound and determined to chase down John Takani for the for the lead in the league. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, he he's he's the guy. He's the first ever pro wrestling pick'em champion. He's 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 he knows what he's doing. And then a week from tomorrow, we have a special guest on the Essential Wrestling Podcast with Amber Nova. Again, to talk about the North American Wrestling Alliance's Jingle Brawl show, so you can check that out. Um, there's tons and tons of stuff going on. We have uh, Black Hats have put out Free Cake. That's a new album. Um, so you can get that at all, all the places you see there on the screen, Apple Music, YouTube. We have a giveaway going on right now. You can win a Jim the Anvil Nightheart 8 by 11 photo um, just by going to I-95 Sports Network on YouTube, joining the channel by subscribe, turn on the notifications, leave a comment, 
hashtag EWP Anvil for a chance to win the, uh, the autographed picture. So Al, with that said, congratulations on going five for five in trivia. We've covered the news. We've covered the week's events. Uh, one of your families gave me a shout out. One of your, it's got to be your family member, right? They have the same last name. Oh yeah, that. You know what? Thank my my uh, Kim Joy there, a long time watcher of the show, been on for all three episodes. That would be my mother, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Joy, I did it. Do you believe in miracles, Mama Joy? <laughs> there you have it. So with that, we will sign off for the day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, thanks, Mom. And we'll catch you down the road tomorrow. Ending broadcast. <laughs>